Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm guest bailiff, your favorite, Jean Grey, filling in for our friend Jesse Thorne. We are in chambers this week to clear the docket. Jean Grey. Hi. My favorite Jean Grey. Oh, man, mine too. Uh, I'm so glad you're here. Me too. My name is John Hodgman. We've met before. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You've been the guest bailiff on this program before. 90 times. And we do. We have a lot of fun together. Mm-hmm. But, uh, right now, you know, we're both miserable. It's New it's, York City. It's hot. I'm miserable um, outside, but like, oh, this is here, a great nice. break right. during the day. I've been in Maine all summer, except for when I came back to... Uh, Enjoy a certain party that you threw. Mm-hmm. We can talk about that. I don't know. What, now I don't know if I can talk about it or not. I just I got in said trouble. don't put a picture. Jean Grey got married, you guys. Yay. Hey. She is still married. I'm still married. She got married on I'm August the 3rd or the 4th? The 5th. The 5th. The 5th. Right. Um, I should remember that because I was sh- there. You should remember it because you officiated the wedding. I officiated the wedding. Yeah. Now look, Jean mm-hmm. As I am a fake internet judge, Mm -hmm. a lot of people think it would be hilarious for me to officiate their wedding. Right. And as I mentioned on the day of your wedding, Mm -hmm. because it was mostly about me. It was. I mean, in my sermon. I mean, it was two hours of just of origin stories. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) Brookline, Massachusetts, 1979. I'm waiting for... Empire Strikes Back to come out. Yeah. I'm playing with my 2XL. Mm-hmm. No, but people will say, Judge John Hodgman, would you officiate our wedding? Because we think it would be hilarious if mm-hmm. you would do it. And I always say, your wedding is not a joke. It's not a joke. And I don't want that responsibility. It's a real thing to marry a person. Yeah. yeah. Or two people, even. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, everyone. Three, four. If you're going to get married to yourself, I'll officiate that. If they, there's anyone out there, people are doing that. I'm sure they are. It's a very big deal, uh, especially uh, for women who are like, I'm just going to hold my own ceremony and it. marry myself. And I'm like, yeah. that's awesome. I would actually still do that. Women out there who want to marry yourselves yeah. as a, a symbol of your self-empowerment, mm-hmm. if you need a straight white dude to say it's okay and come and officiate, I'll do it. How, can you do double efficient? What's that? Can you do like Two double? Two efficients to yeah, marry one? because I would do it. Oh, yeah. Like Jean you do and it as a, as a t- we will marry you. We'll marry if, only if you're getting married to yourself. Right. And it, gender is not, uh, it's a construct, so it doesn't matter. Doesn't sure. Have, you don't have to be a woman. You don't have to be a man. You don't have to be a non-binary, whatever yep. you are. If you just, you have to be a person. You gotta be, okay, yeah. All right, that's fair. <laughs> a, that's fair. Let's a, narrow it a, a human being. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll come and do it because that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, $35,000. That's all I have to say about Each. that. Yeah, right. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. We're and two people. <laughs> Sorry, single person. <laughs> an hour. Yeah. We're each different people. So, yeah. You know. yeah, right. Sorry. But I never wanted the responsibility of marrying someone because A, it's heavy responsibility. It is. And B, it's a lot of work. Yeah. When everyone else gets to just hang around and eat uh, hors d'oeuvres and, yeah. and chit chat and whatever. Yeah. But I could not say no to Eugene. And I'm so glad I didn't. It was a wonderful, wonderful ceremony. It was amazing. It was also so hot. Right. We thought it was going to rain. Right. And um, it ended up being the exact opposite of rain. It was <laughs> yeah. like we had the sun imported to sit on everyone's yeah. shoulders. It was. Yeah. And it was weird that you got all those heat lamps and had people hold them. <laughs> Over, especially the older people it in the audience. It was a bit much. Yeah. It was yeah, only right. the elderly yeah. under the heat lamps. But you did such an amazing job. Oh, that's job. very that's People very cried nice. so I just hard. Thought, I thought they were sweating from their eyes. It was that, too. It was hard. I didn't know whether it was tears or sweat at a certain point. And we were like, well, this is as bad as the summer is going to get. Yeah. We were wrong. And we were wrong. We were it's still wrong. You're, uh, I'm back from Maine mm-hmm. here in New York where you live. Mm-hmm. We're here together at Argo Studios face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And it's nice and cool in here, but it's bad and hot outside. <sighs> yeah. And so it's just like, uh, this is one of those days where, you know, Jesse Thorne is away. He's at Podcast Upfronts. Yeah. So, you know, my boss is gone. <laughs> so this is, we're going to clear a docket. And mm-hmm. We're just going to have a, we're, it's going to be a classic uh, friend around. We're having class outside, as it yeah. were, but we're having it inside where it's cool. I'm not going to fudge around. No, no fudging. <laughs> so... <laughs> With that said, yes, Jean, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> good. It's hot. It's hot. <laughs> don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's New York pee hot. Um, what meaning what? Like my thing is that I say when you walk outside, it feels like a mouth. Yeah, like you're walking into a mouth. But yeah. New York summer is like it's not like nice summertime. It's just like hot right. smells everywhere. I stepped outside with my son today mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, New York, and he said, "I don't like this at all because yeah. I don't know where." I don't know where my body ends and the oh. heat, like 
And, he, and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's such a good description. You feel totally permeated by this yeah. awful. You feel it's like you're walking in. I was like, you say a hot mouth. I was like, I feel like I'm walking through a mist of flesh. Ooh. It's gross. Welcome to the new podcast. Uh, it's based on the movie Heat, but all we do is talk about how hot it is for an hour and a half. <laughs> we, we could probably host an incredible yeah. two-hour-long meteorological podcast. Oh, oh, let's discuss that right, We can discuss that okay. later, though, but I'm going to put that on a list of other podcasts. <laughs> the weather. Podcast cash grabs. Uh, Gene and John read the weather, but instead, we don't have two hours. We have. Uh, I was just informed by super producer Jennifer Marmer that this podcast usually lasts about... 50 to 55 we gotta minutes. move it along. I had no idea. Yeah. I don't listen to it. You don't even know. Normally when we record it, each podcast, the recording takes um, two days. <laughs> it's a Jeez. really, yeah, no, the litigants have to be there for, I'm, I'm pulling Is back Is it the like curtain. a slumber party? It's, oh. well, it's more like a sleep deprivation torture test. Oh, well, that's yeah. nice. Do you do Airbnb? That's how we get, that's how we get so deep, you know oh, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. So we'll be in studio with mm-hmm. the litigants mm-hmm. normally. Um, and you, the studio, of course, is stainless steel and we're all nude and we'll be talking and getting to the bottom of it for like 19 hours. What's the temperature in there? Cause oh, I, it, I feel it like varies it... dramatically. <laughs> I feel like that between, changes the nude and the stainless steel. It goes between 50 and 109. Yeah, a both slow of those are oscillation. terrible. How big is the room? It's not a room. <laughs> <laughs> It's more of a, a, a low hutch. A low. <laughs> it's more of a low hutch ah. in a decommissioned military cargo plane that is constantly circling the earth. Is there any point where it spins like a centrifuge and the and the floor drops yeah, yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely like how they filmed uh, Apollo thirteen. Yeah, like yeah. It's, it becomes a vomit comet okay, pretty quick. Cool. Yeah, we do a lot of anti gravity stuff. Well, I'm glad we're here today instead. Yeah, no, this is a nice treat, honestly, yeah, because normally better. it's a 19 to 24 hour process. In the first eight to mm-hmm. 10 hours, we tell them we're recording, but we're not. And then yeah. we really, then we're ready to get into it. Yeah. But this is just for us. And then we edit it down, apparently, to 50 to 55 minutes. And That's a big it. job. But today it's just you and me, and we can yeah. easily fill up two hours just talking about this. But why don't we get into the justice portion? Of this justice podcast. Should I just jump right into it? That's absolutely what you should do. Okay. Believe me, when you jump here, you will hit the ground because this is not- Unlike a, the centrifuge. This is not an anti-gravity simulation. <laughs> All right. Who comes first before me seeking justice, Jean Grey? Well, here's something from Jane. An acquaintance recently invited me to a party. In an effort to be helpful, a few people reached out and asked if they could bring something. The host said that they will not be providing food or drink at this party, but they also did not specify anywhere that it was a potluck. They said offering the space and hosting was their contribution to the party, so it was on the guests to bring their own. I asked the judge to order this person to stop hosting parties unless they are willing to provide for the guests. Merely inviting several people over to your home to enjoy your space with no food or drink cannot be defined as a party. Instead... It is some kind of sad, awkward social hellscape. <laughs> uh, well, Jane, I mean, what can I say? I can't order this person to stop hosting parties because, as you point out, they are not hosting parties. Yeah. They are leaving their door unlocked. They're renting out a pop-up shop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, pop-up venue. Yeah, but you have to bring your own furnishing. Do they have – I wonder if they have furniture there. I don't think so. Right? It's really just an it's empty an event, event space. space. It's an event space. Jean, you know how to throw – a dinner party, yeah. a wedding party, yeah. all kinds of parties. Yeah. Obviously, Jane's acquaintance, I mean, it doesn't even bear discussion almost. It's not, yeah, not, not a party. Well, the, I have strong feelings about this. Please. Uh, so this person is wrong. Even when people are like, should I bring anything? I'm always like, not really, mm-hmm. unless there's some sort of, I don't know, we're having like a long thing and I'm like, I don't know, bring more wines. Like, that's always nice. Right. But- I think that they're terribly wrong for doing this, but you can't tell anyone else what to do in their home. So I'm like, how about you just don't go? Oh, you're saying it's on Jane. It's on Jane. Jane should be like... Well, then I don't want to go to that. I'm not going to go to that yeah. thing. Right. If you don't like what's on, then turn it off. Mm-hmm. Like, don't go. But we agree that Jane's acquaintance... Oh, no, it's terrible. That's like <laughs> It's dumb. <laughs> Jane's acquaintance, if you're if within the sound of my voice... Yeah. If you like Jane and you're inviting Jane over to your empty space for a classic awkward stand around, a classic awkward empty handed stand around, mm-hmm. Jane doesn't want to go to that. That's not gracious of you. No. What is the minimum that, uh, that someone would have to offer 
to a guest in order for it to be a party. All the alcohol. Drinks. Yeah. Or, or non-alcohol or, beverage. Or, or a, just whatever beverages. It's a child's birthday party. If it was a child's birthday party. You have a, you, no, you still have to have alcohol for the still, parents. Right, for the parents. Yeah. So I was just going to say, you have, you know, your... You got to have gl- moonshine. Yeah. You got to have Everclear. Whoa. <laughs> you got a Goldschlager. <laughs> 24 bottles of Goldschlager Are you the saying these because those are required for a child's birthday party? Or it just falls under all the alcohol? Yeah, <laughs> just it's, it's in there. That's just, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you, one or the other. You got to provide one or the other, unless, unless they to. live in a mansion. What if their place is right. just amazing, right? And people just really like being there in that space. Sure, I remember when I moved to New York mm-hmm. in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. We all lived in little tiny pods, mm-hmm. if that. I shared an apartment with my friend Adam Sachs, and it this was sounds a- like a body snatching situation. You guys were in pods. Well. I mean to say very small enclosed spaces. Pods. Pods. That's right. So where's the real John Hodgman? Uh, <laughs> this is the first time we bring it. Still this in up. Adam Sachs's basement. Okay. Yeah. No, but like Adam Sachs and I shared an apartment that was a basement apartment and it was a one bedroom insofar as it was a tall room with mm-hmm. a balcony and that balcony was the bedroom. Yeah. And then and then like stairs. a mezzanine. Right, exactly. It wasn't a bedroom so much as a bed mez. Yeah. 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 And so I had a bed in the living room, and he had a bed in the ostensible bedroom. Mm-hmm. But it was a panopticon. We could just see each other all the time. And so to be in an apartment, for example, that mm-hmm. had real rooms was an incredible novelty for which we would pay almost any price. Yeah. You know what I mean? Someone was having a party in, like, their cousin's uncle's, like, loft mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. I would go and I would not expect anything to be served there. But that was because we were in our 20s and that's, we were stupid. That's a young thing. If you want to be a grown-up and you invite people over, I don't <laughs> care. You know what, Gene? Something. I don't care how great I mean, Rongo's I, I, space is I, here. I, I was trying to to offer something up. There's no way I would ever host anything uh, at our apartment and not offer either food or beverages right. or both. Right. That's not. As we know from Game of Thrones and the world of Westeros, mm-hmm. you have to offer bread and salt. Mm-hmm. And once they accept it, then that is the pact that you're not going to kill them. Yeah. Unless it's the Red Wedding. Ooh. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So, yeah, you have to reassure your guests that you're not going to murder them by offering That's them bread also. and salt at the mm-hmm. very least. And maybe a rosé or whatever. Maybe a rosé. Yeah. Maybe a nice cheese with the, with a the bread. A cheese, I think, is necessary. I think you've got to have a cheese. And then once you're into the cheese, you're like, well, now I need kind of a, now, now I need a prosciutto, and now I need yeah, what a, you, you know what, Gene? What a you, fig jam. What I'm are you actually, doing for your uh, appetizer boards these days? Like, um, what do you put out for Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do one for my friend tonight, mm-hmm. um, but it also has to involve the fact that uh, two of us are, are keto, so there are things that we, we have to rule oh, okay. out. Explain, but, but, but explain, she's to in, the, explain to the people at home what, what keto is. So it's high fat, low carb, mm-hmm. no sugar. Yeah, right. Um, so there's like a lot of dairy, a mm-hmm. lot of meats. Yeah, um, a lot of cheese. So, so cheeses right. and meats are great. Right. Um, but, you know, learning that there's like carbs in everything. Yeah. So there's certain kind of like I would normally put uh, some sort of an almond or something on yeah. there. But there's we got to rule that of, out and oh, go to like macadamia nuts now. Whoa, what? Yeah. You can't even have an almond? We can. Ha- I mean, you can have them. You just can't have as many almonds as I would have liked to eat. Right. And I'm uh, I'm going to miss out on like a jam, like a fig jam, right. unless I can right. find a good sugar-free substitute. And I did not make a fig jam. So we're doing uh, blackberries, uh, prosciutto, nice. some nice. sort of other lovely cured meat, mm-hmm. uh, and a range of cheeses and uh, macadamias. And uh, for her, I'm, I need to get a good um, Asian pear. I really... Oh. You know, it's good, crunchy, Have you ever had sweet. A, a custard apple? A custard apple? No, but I'm really into That's what is some... it? The pink lady apples? Oh, sure, right. Yeah, and a honey crisp is a really nice. Honey apple. crisp are nice. Right. Uh, lady Alice apples. Is that a real one? That's now? a real apple. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very good apple. Don't laugh at my apple suggestion. Have you ever had, have you ever had a Queen Phoebe? <laughs> <laughs> Write down apples for another podcast. <laughs> different, different app, just an apples podcast apples. where we just list fictional just apple. apples. Yeah. Do you ever have a Jonathan Goldspur apple? <laughs> they were available on Food Kick, but only for like a week. They come in season. They're only there for a week. Do you ever have a Gallo Double Thwap? No. No, they're they're good. Yeah. Jesse Thorne, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is always talking up the custard apple. Mm-hmm. 
I think that is a fictional apple. Basically, he says really? it's, a, it's an apple. That the, the flesh is the, the texture of custard. Sounds, I don't. Sounds. Gross. I don't. That's like a flan apple. I yeah, don't want that. Yeah, a, a flapple. Yeah, flap. Yeah, it's disgusting. Mm. All right, so that's not on your board. Yeah, some nuts, some cheeses, some nuts, some cheeses. Um, some a good charcuterie. Jam. It's about textures and uh, bitterness and sweetness and right. You know. Hors d'oeuvres is, is the best meal. It's very important. Oh, I do a great, um, I miss this. I've learned how to make keto soft pretzels. I started doing that. How in the it's world? It's a long process. It's not, not really a lot. There's a lot of almond flour and there's a lot of mozzarella cheese involved. I don't know what involved. I'll make some for you. And okay. you could be like, this is trash. <laughs> or you will eat it. You know, all right. So also the hors d'oeuvres podcast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. John and Jean eat hors d'oeuvres. Um, olives. I First course with Gene and John. Yeah. But I mean, the point is, yeah. hey, Jane's acquaintance, this is fun. Like, hosting a thing is fun. It is. You think about like, oh, you know what's good? Yeah. These olives. Oh, I had that thing. Someone at another party put out this kind of charcuterie or whatever, you this know, kind of salami or get whatever. Get some cotton candy grapes. What are you doing? Yeah. It's fun to be generous. It really is. And being generous with an empty room that has no wine or cheese in it is not the same thing. It's not. So, Yes. Two orders them. Yeah. Jane's acquaintance, stop doing what you're doing. You're wrong. Mm-hmm. Jane, boycott that empty room until boycott this it. person gets it together. Petition. This is the sound of a gavel on that one. <laughs> Moving That's on. Good. Oh, it's my coffee. Thanks, Ivan. Ivan at Argo Studios has just brought me my coffee. And Jennifer Marmer, I order you to keep this in. Jesse Thorne's away. <laughs> It's hot outside. Gonna drink some hot coffee. All the rules. I don't know how you're doing All that. the rules are broken. The, the, uh, uh, night court, right? So it's crazy, Judge John Hodgman Night Court, all kinds of crazy characters wandering through. Ivan Hargo Studios, we're having coffee, all the rules are broken. It's just a little different this time. Mm -hmm. All right. What's happening with, oh, Tom. Tom. Tom from Brooklyn, Maine. Tom from Brooklyn, Maine. You're very familiar. I am. Uh, Do you know Tom? I do know Tom. Okay. But I will not recuse myself. All right. All right. We'll get into it. All right. This is uh, Tom's issue here. I had some beautiful coffee mugs made displaying the logo for Cafe Schmetterling, which is my imaginary establishment based on a hilarious and extremely memorable joke, I'm sure. In Tom's opinion. I'm sure. I give these mugs to friends, such a good idea, whom I like, and they are coveted by all. In Tom's opinion. Mm. The other day, a woman who I like, but is not a friend to whom I'd given a mug, asked what Cafe Schmetterling referred to. She bought one of the mugs at a recent moving sale run by a wedded pair of friends, who I am no longer certain I like. Beef! They had received the mug from my wife and me. I'm actually not surprised and somewhat amused by this. So let me understand this. Mm. Tom makes these mugs that say Cafe Schmetterling. Based on a joke. Based on a joke. And he gives them out. To to, people. To people that he likes. Mm -hmm. And someone he knew to whom he had not given a mug comes in and goes, what's Cafe Schmetterling? I bought this at a yard sale. And he realized that someone he had given the mug to sold it. I'm actually not surprised and somewhat amused by this, but others in our small town are offended on my behalf. Really, y'all? Really, y'all? Yeah. (sighs) Including my wife, who's also friends with the couple that sold the mug. Yeah. Should I continue? Marion has a right to be upset with the creeps that sold Tom's mug. Sure. Should I continue with this grievance? Should I celebrate their departure from our town and post sentries at the borders? Or should I simply bring them the same mug? as a host and hostess gift the next time they invite us to dinner. Can I just start by answering that last question? Of course you may. No. Yes. Tom. What? They didn't want it. (laughs) (laughs) If if I sell something and someone's like, oh, maybe it's like a sweater. And they're like, I haven't seen you wearing it. I'd be like, oh, I don't know what happened to it. And they're like, I'll just get you another one. I'd be like, no. Well, let's say, for example... That I gave you a sweater uh-huh. 
Nah, I don't like. Uh, All right, I don't change like it, it from this sweater. Way. Let's make it some bad person. Okay. A bad person gives you a sweater. Uh huh. And you're like, I don't like this sweater. And you immediately turn around and you donate to Goodwill or whatever. Right. And then that person sees someone walking around with the sweater. Yeah. And they're like, hey, I noticed that you gave my sweater away. Right. And you're like, yeah, it just didn't fit. I'm sorry. I was too embarrassed to say anything. No, see, that's that's not what I would do. What would you do? I'd be like, yeah, I hated it. Oh. I'm okay with confrontation. What? Yeah, I'm I'm with it. I'm like, yeah, that was like a terrible sweater <laughs> did you not know that i really want to take you to task for that but i'm afraid to <laughs> <sighs> yeah but i'm saying it's not a gracious thing to then go and gift the same thing again to the person who got rid of it it's, it's revenge funny. it's revenge tom wants to torture these people i think because i would have said tom good solution send them a case of i was about to mugs. say if he's gonna do that then he has to go make a bunch way. of them yeah oh he's yeah. got trust me he's got a few there i had a roommate yeah and i was in a situation i was selling the uh, the apartment that i was in but kind of like uh, in between because i was waiting on like you know for it to be sold so i i uh in the meantime got a place with the roommate yeah and uh there was some cheese in the fridge Mm-hmm. Second time we're talking about cheese. It won't be the last. I had probably about two slices of cheese. Mm-hmm. And um, as a person who was like cleaning that apartment, it was filthy. I always stocked uh, groceries, bathroom items, yeah. whatever. Right. Uh, she complained about the cheese, like went off on me about the cheese. That you ate some of it? That I ate some of it. And she was like, well, who's going to replace? I'm like, we live like above an organic de- Just really? Yeah. It wasn't even great cheese. It it just You was, already said you ate two slices it of was it. Like so Monterey, it, was a it was a pre-sliced cheese. It was like Monterey Jack. So first off, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Right. So I was like, oh, okay. Um <laughs> I have a picture of this, I'll send it to you. Yeah. I stocked the fridge with about eleven pounds of cheese. Yes. And she came back, like, she didn't reference it. And I was just like, how's it going? I was like, because I have to go out of town. I was like, do you want to do something where we host, like, a grilled cheese event? Or, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with all that cheese? So I I understand. Like, but if you're going to do that, then, yeah, you're right. Go all out. You're listening to Cheese Revenge with Gene and John, a new (laughs) podcast spun off from the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, first of all, cheese can be... Both a tool of generosity and mm-hmm. vengeance. I think 11 pounds of cheese is good. Mm-hmm. This is not a critique. Okay. The only yes and I would offer to that is, like, get enough cheese so that, that nothing else can fit in the refrigerator. I wanted to. Was they didn't it? have any They didn't have enough cheese. They didn't right have any more. And then one of my next, I was, I really started looking for a, a vending machine because I was going to put all of her items in it Whoa, and make her right. pay for all her stuff uh, to get it back. I was in a place. <laughs> Don't two slices of cheese, and now we're at war. Now it's war. Well, <laughs> I think we're going to take a break here. Okay. What are we saying to Tom? Tom doesn't care. Marion, his wife, is upset. What's the joke? We'll hear that after we come back from the break. Okay. That's called a tease. Mm. Teases and cheeses with Gene and John, a new, <laughs> a new, one-time-only podcast. When we come back, we'll tell Tom what he should do, and we'll hear the joke of Der Schmetterling. Hello, I'm your Judge John Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is brought to you every week by you, our members, of course. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts at MaximumFun.org, and they are all your favorites. If you want to join the many member supporters of this podcast and this network, boy, oh boy, that would be fantastic. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids graduation to whatever. I have one of these and I got one for my dad. 
And I got one for my mother-in-law. And it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up, seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, Imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. Welcome back to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm still Jean Grey, and he's still John Hodgman, and we're about to hear this joke, this schmetterling joke from Tom. That's correct. Yep, let's go. A Spaniard, a Frenchman, and a German were arguing over whose language was most beautiful. Can you just pause it the for Spaniard a second? Said, yeah. I just want to say that I always get really nervous sure. when a joke starts like of course. that. Okay. Yeah. Phew. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Tom likes to destabilize you. All right. The Spaniard said, take our word for it. Butterfly, there's no more beautiful word than mariposa. And the Frenchman said, au contraire, papillon is a far more beautiful word for butterfly. And the German says, was ist wrong mit Schmetterling? End of joke. Did you catch it? A Frenchman, a German, and a... And a Spaniard are having an argument over who has the most beautiful language. The Spanish guy says, our language is the most beautiful because listen to our word for butterfly, mariposa. And the French person says, no, our language is the most beautiful, papillon. And the German says, what is wrong with der Schmetterling? Come on, Jean, come on. It's adorable. I feel like it's more of a comment about... How language sounds than a hilarious. I just want to mention that the uh, this reads uh, the logo for Cafe Schmetterling, which is my imaginary establishment based on a hilarious and extremely memorable joke. Yeah. <clears throat> a joke. Tom is dedicated to these kinds of jokes. He is the, I see he that is the ultimate dad joker. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, that's good that you he, brought that I, up. I know him from the time I spend in Brooklyn, Maine. Mm -hmm. He's a professional person in the insurance field of some kind, a grown-up with a lovely wife and a grown uh, daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, and every Sunday morning, he makes breakfast sandwiches at the general store. And from time to time, I go in and make breakfast sandwiches with him, and I hear the jokes. Yeah. Tom also has a sailboat that's in the harbor. It's more than the Is harbor the in the Is the sailboat summer. called... Der Schmetterling? Der Schmetterling? No, the sailboat, it's written on the side. It's called After You. Huh. That way, if, like you can say, 
No, say, I, I get hey, it. Tom, I get it. Hey, Tom, I, I get like, it. Say, hey, Tom, I like your sailboat. <sighs> hey, Tom, I like your sailboat. Oh, thank you. You know, I named it after you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've seen this boat. Because I, yeah, I, oh, I know I've heard the joke. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you've yeah, seen yeah. Yeah, you, when you were in Brooklyn last summer. Yeah, because I remember that. Yeah. Now that is a memorable joke. Tom is also assistant chief of the volunteer fire okay. department there. No, no, listen. I'm not saying that Tom isn't a great guy. <laughs> and I feel no, but like... weirdly, you're writing it down on a pad right now. I don't understand. <laughs> and I'm drawing, I'm drawing a picture, too. Look, we have to entertain ourselves as best we can up there in Maine. I get it, man. I get so it. he makes these Cafe Schmetterling mugs. He gave one to a friend. The friend promptly sold it at a yard sale. He wants justice by sending them one of these mugs again. But we think he should send a case, a case. of mugs to them, right? A case. And how many mugs 24. are in a case? 24 mugs. Mm-hmm. You know what that's called, Tom? A punchline. <laughs> There's a sound of a gavel on that. I love you, Tom. Do we have something from Jason? We do have something from Jason, and I'm really glad that you brought up uh, dad jokes, because it's a great segue into this. Jason says, I drive my son to and fro, to and fro. It doesn't say to and fro, but I wanted to say that. Oh. To and from his school every morning and afternoon. We generally listen to news in the morning and music or the Judge John Hodgman podcast on the way home in the afternoon. Inspired by something on the podcast or by the music, I will often tell spurious. Really? Spurious? Spurious. Can you look that? Yeah, I'll look it up. Can you look that up? I'll, I'll keep going. Spurious jokes or suddenly burst out in song. My son rolls his eye, one eye, and asks me Two. to please stop. Just stop. My son has requested that while you impose an injunction on dad jokes while driving to and from school while I maintain that these dad jokes are an important and even vital part of his education. Please help in caps. So first of all, spurious. Spurious means not being what it purports to be. Well, these are interesting dad jokes. (laughs) (laughs) I wish there were an example. (laughs) I want to know. Of a joke that purports to be memorable and generally accepted as hilarious, but is not quite that. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. that his son is like, maybe he's like, please, please stop. Yeah. Yeah. Dad jokes are a a hard thing. Yeah. Because a true dad joke, the Mm -hmm. dad doesn't know that it's a dad joke. No, you know they're my, not aware. You know my famous story. Yes, I do. When I went into the coffee shop and the young woman yeah. was wearing overalls. That's how I died? Yeah. Yeah, I know it. And I said, you deserve, I know I've said <laughs> it on the podcast before, but maybe we have some new listeners. It happens <laughs> by accident. <laughs> I said, you deserve an award in the category of overall excellence. That's good. And she said, nice dad joke. And I don't think I've been the same since. I didn't die exactly. Oh. But I don't think, like, I hear my jokes now, and I'm like, oh, that's terrible. Yeah. That's awful. I have a husband. Oh. Mm, I, we yeah. really like Thanks saying Thanks to it. me. Yeah. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. It's um, my pleasure. Who is a, a young old man. Yeah. And um, really loves dad jokes and puns. And I, is I'm there like, I don't know that, how this happened. that comes to mind? No, because it's just an ongoing onslaught. <laughs> Of dad jokes. He's not a dad. <laughs> I don't know why. Can we get Quelly on the phone? We could try. Yeah. I want to tell him this Schmetterling joke and see what he thinks. Okay. Yeah. And he'll buy joke books from like dollar stores. Yeah. And he's like, these are hilarious. I'm like, what is wrong? Like, I feel like your sense of humor is so great. And he's very like quick and witty with, of course. with puns and... So I've learned to have an appreciation for them, but like I think that that overall joke is a great joke. Hello, hey Quelle, it's John Hodgman. Who is John Hodgman? Uh, I'm the host of a fairly popular podcast called the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. I'm here with oh, Gene Gray. Oh wow! Hey, how you guys doing? Good. How are you? I'm perfect. Listen, we we're just talking about um, uh, dad jokes here, mm-hmm. and and Gene was saying that that you like them. And I do too. And I wanted to tell you a joke, and I want you to tell me what you think of it. Um, I'm almost 100 percent gonna love it, but go ahead, give it some. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, don't get nervous that it starts this way. <laughs> <laughs> a German and a Spanish person 
and a French person are hanging around and they get into an argument over who is the more beautiful language. And the, and the Spanish person says, well, you know, we have the most beautiful language. Just consider our word for butterfly. It's mariposa. And the French person said, well, that's a beautiful word, but au contraire. We have the most beautiful language. Our word for butterfly is papillon, and it does not get more beautiful than that. And then the German person goes, I don't understand what is wrong with the Schmetterling. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that was a great job. Yeah, thanks, Quilly. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. No, no, wait, Quilly, since we have you on the podcast. <laughs> a, how have you been? And B, what do you have coming up in late September, early October that you might want to tell our listeners about? I've been fancy. Um, should be more uh, another performance within the New York City limits uh, by my with me and my band Awesome Outer Space and a, a new animated video for an artist named Nick Davia that should be hitting the streets. And where can we so, keep up with all the news, the Quelle Chris um, news? On the on the Googles and the social medias. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good joke. It's one that it's one that doesn't hold as much power uh, without delivery. Yeah. So it does take a certain amount of like special dad powers. You know, what I mean, it's not not an average dad can do that joke. It does I, take someone with a little bit of a little bit of. Uh, well, I time. do I do appreciate that because this is yeah. I think the ninth time I've tried to get Gene to laugh at the joke, and it's I've not refined working. I've refined it. I think to, this is good as good as I'm going to be able to tell it. All right. professional dad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Quelle, Chris, thank you very much for uh, uh, answering the phone. All right. Take care, strangers. Yeah, right. I love you. Bye. Bye. I also love you. Bye. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> okay. A nice, a nice guy that you ma- that you married. Because he because you really liked the joke. Well, I liked him before then anyway. Well, uh, you know he's amazing. Right. But I also want to say that your delivery of that joke was very different than the way Tom. Yeah, but you know, I laughed really at gotta... it when I was in the kitchen making breakfast sandwiches with Tom. I laughed at it. How hard did he hit the Der Schmetterling? Did he do the accent? Because you got to really. I think, you know what? I think, he, you know, he was reading it into his voice memos mm. today at my request. I'm going to say that was not the best delivery I've heard from Tom. If you were in the room, because okay. Tom has a sort of sleepy confidence mm. that plays better in the room. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? That's a good Tinder bio. <laughs> You're listening yeah. to Good Bios with Gene and John. <laughs> That's a great one. Oh, my God. I have a sleepy confidence when I'm in the room. Yeah. Also, you and uh, Quelle have your album, Everything's Fine, still mm-hmm. available out there. Yeah, right? yeah you Which can buy it. Incredible, incredible album that I would say even if I didn't have a small little cameo on it. Yeah. Yeah. And on the next album, I hope you will remix my rendition of Der Schmetterling joke. It's the whole album. Good. Yeah. What were we going to tell this uh, dad? Whose, whose son wants an injunction against dad jokes. Is that fair? No, it's not fair. You can't stop dad jokes. It's part of being a dad. And it's yeah. part of being a kid to have to listen to dad jokes and then formulate your own in the future. It is part of your vital education. I will say that um, a, a woman that I knew in high school, mm-hmm. um, Valerie, uh, was being picked up uh, from uh, work at the movie theater where we both worked. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said to her dad, who was picking her up, uh, hang on a second, Dad. I got to go across the street to the bookstore and get a book. He said, why? You already have one. Oh. And I, I still think of that joke. That's good. And I heard that in my teen formative years. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely corny, but very off the cuff. Yeah. And I've never stopped thinking about it. You so, got to be quick. Jason's son, you know, just because I, on this podcast, have prohibited certain dads from making certain dad jokes... It is not because the jokes themselves are corny, i.e. I'll have the Kung Pao chicken. Mm -hmm. It's because that dad was asking for the Kung Pao chicken in any retail circumstance, (laughs) including toll booths. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but when he was doing it at non-Chinese restaurants, Mm -hmm. he was just confusing the servers. Oh, then felt they yeah, had don't to, do that at yeah, a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. felt they had to laugh. Mm. The only captive audiences mm-hmm. that dad jokes can take advantage of are children in the car. Yeah. That is your job as a child to endure that. I find in favor of Jason. Sorry, Jason's son. 
That's the sound of a gavel. Well, we are still clearing the docket. There's still some clearing to do. We're going to move on to something that has nothing to do with spurious jokes or dad jokes or jokes. Hannah says, eight years ago, I was gifted a cat by a now ex-boyfriend. At the time, I was reading The Count of Monte Cristo. It's one of my favorites. So I named her Mercedes. From the time I... (laughs) You know what? Spanish really is the most... (laughs) Beautiful language. Mercedes. Mercedes. From the time my husband Nick met her five years ago, he refuses to call her by her real name. He refers to her as Professor Catface Meowmers, which was based off of a spoof of Harry Potter called Wizard People, Dear Reader. When people come to our home and ask our cat's name, I always tell them it is Mercedes. But Nick always tells everyone her name is The Face, which is a nickname from an already fake name. I think he should tell people her real name, but he doesn't like the real name because it reminds him of the fact that I had another boyfriend before him. Mm. Escandalos. Okay. There's a lot of levels that I need to unpack here. Mm. First of all, uh, Count of Monte Cristo. Mm-hmm. That is, is, that your, is that a favorite tale of yours? Let me tell you why. And all this right. actually goes back to the cheese. Okay. I... You're listening to Bring It Back Around. <laughs> A podcast of only callbacks. <laughs> Not so much a call-in show, but a callback call show. Callback show. Um, the Count of Monte Cristo taught me about being patient about revenge. Uh-huh. And it really, uh, in my 20s, which is some of my best revenges, um, let me know that it's cool to wait it out. It's going to be so much better. Vengeance can wait. Like, you know. I'm, I'm good at... Vengeance Can Wait, a new yeah. podcast. Vengeance Can Wait. Yeah. And Mercedes, of Mercedes. course, is Mercedes, which mm-hmm. is a character from mm-hmm. Count of Monte Cristo. Uh, we're also buzz marketing some weird 14-year-old spoof of Harry Potter called Wizard People, Dear Readers, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I hope it's great. Mm-hmm. Professor Catface Meowmers. That's a kind of a dad joke there. <laughs> I, I dig it. You like that? I dig it. Which is a better name for a cat? Professor Catface Meowmers or Mercedes? Um, Professor Catface Meowmers, but I like that he has shortened it now to The Face. The Face. Which is an amazing name. Professor Face. Professor Face. Would be good, too. Just The Face is a good, like, villain name. It is a very good name for a cat. Mm -hmm. But does he have the right to ignore the name that the cat already has? I think there's a lot of things going on here. Right. I think this is mostly, um relationships and past and and knowing like when to let go and what you need to accept like that people had had lives before you guys were in a were in a relationship oh claro que si (laughs) and maybe that needs to be discussed before the cat's name isn't the issue I mean, you know, normally we, we hunt around here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast for like the crux mm-hmm, of the dispute, mm-hmm. the underlying emotional element. But it seems to me Anna already knows it. Yeah. She says he doesn't like the name because it reminds him of the fact that she had another boyfriend before him. Yeah. And that makes the face kind of an act of aggro that I do not like, presuming that she's correct. Yeah. And I, I bet she is. I find that to be a little bit aggro and insecure and unattractive. Yeah, it's just the name of the cat. It's okay. My our our cat's whole name, which uh, Quale refuses to use, right, is uh, <laughs> Brian K. Little's Esquire ah! the Third, ah! and he refuses to call him Brian. I only call him Brian when I want to annoy Quale. Oh, uh, but his name is Littles, right? Um, and he's what like, I the, don't. What does the K stand for? Keith. <laughs> 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 Brian Keith Littles Esquire the Third. But who had Brian Keith Littles Esquire the Third? You adopted him together, right? Yes. Right. Okay. Yes, and he, he immediately was Littles, and then I was like, "This is his longer name, his right. longer form name." But we'll never use it, and because right. he doesn't like calling him Brian, I'm like, he's like, yeah, just it's a weird, like, very human name, right? And I don't feel like yelling at like another dude in the house right it just feels weird yeah brian yeah yeah i was like okay i get it i think that this dude should not be renaming the pet in any case because the cat has a name and that name was given to it by hannah's ex-boyfriend or her or Mm -hmm. Hannah. but like just the fact that it was given i mean the cat the cat already has a name name. just you giving it a name doesn't erase uh the relationships of her past yeah humans yeah have pasts Mm -hmm. And that's fine. It's you don't okay. need to be nervous about that. Yeah. 
She's with you. That's right. She's with you. Like things move on. That's and, right. Uh, you know. When you say Mercedes, Mercedes, it reminded me that I recently drove from Maine through Massachusetts, western Massachusetts. To Barcelona? <laughs> but there is a great town name in western, central western Massachusetts, mm-hmm. which is, uh, it is spelled A-T-H-O-L. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Athol, Massachusetts. Actually, I'm from Athol, Massachusetts. Wow. Yeah. It's not Athol? No, Athol. And it's guess guess what the neighboring town is? No. Belcher Town. Good going. But it's still not the weirdest name of a town in Massachusetts. The weirdest name of a town what? in Massachusetts, aside from Braintree, which is gross. That's not okay. Bill Ricca. Was he, it named is it named Asher? No. I don't the famous an, no, there's no comedian. William Ricca. Bill Ricca. Bill Ricca. <laughs> By the way, a stand-up stand-up. That's Bill Ricca for you. Mm, that guy mm-hmm, doesn't mm-hmm. even need material. No. No, it's B-I-L-L-E-R-I-C-A. Bill Ricca, that's the name. I is that a don't know what it some is. sort of it's probably, probably, native? Probably a native weed. Okay. Bill Ricca plant. Bill Ricca. It oh. also sounds like a character on True Blood. Yeah, that is. Here's my ruling in any case. Hannah, you're right. Nick is wrong. Maybe break up with him. <laughs> I'm going to look up Bill Ricca while we take a break. Mm -hmm. Gene, send us out. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we've got more docket to clear. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. (laughs) Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on. Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Welcome back to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. This week, we are clearing the docket. And I'm going to start with something from Dan. Are you ready? Yes, I am ready. Dan says, "Mm, my wife refuses to close the door when she uses the bathroom. We have two bathrooms with one on each floor of our home. The style of our home includes large windows, and I feel anyone could easily see her from the street when she uses our first floor bathroom. To be specific, we live in a little city in rural Illinois called Quincy. I'm an associate pastor and my wife is a doctor. I worry her flagrant disregard for her privacy will undermine our professional lives, especially given the close-knit nature of our town. Also, I think it's gross that she does the nasties with the door open. I would like an injunction that she close the door and yeah, yeah, keep private yeah, her grody it. time because yeah. no one wants to see that. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Close, no, close, the close the door when you're close using the, the bathroom. Close the door. All right. Here, listen. Bill Ricca is named after a town in, <laughs> in, in Essex, England called Billa Ricca. And the best guesses for the origin of the name, mm. that Billa Ricca either comes a uh, corruption of Villa Erica. Yeah. Of a Romano-British origin. So okay. like Bila Erica. Erica. Bila the House Erica. of Erica. Bila Erica. Or Bellarica, a medieval Latin word meaning dye house or tan house. Or Billers, traditional name for watercress. Told you it was a weed. It's watercress. Watercress for Here's sure. Here's something from Bryce. He loves watercress. He asks, what is Hodgman's Hogwarts house? I think Ravenclaw, but my friend says none because Harry Potter is not real. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm not a Harry Potter so much as I am a Wizard People Dear Readers guy, whatever that is. No, here are the all right. So here are the four houses. Mm-hmm. 
Ravenclaw, mm-hmm. Gryffindor, mm-hmm. Honeycrisp. <laughs> Fructis. And, <laughs> and Swantop. <laughs> you ever have a Slytherin apple? Yeah. Those, those are yeah, some sweet yeah. green yeah, apples. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not Slytherin cause I'm not emo enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not Gryffindor cause I don't have self-confidence <laughs> and belief that everything's going to work out okay for me no matter what. Yeah. Not Hufflepuff because I don't want to be a Hufflepuff. I come, that was That's one. the name. You know, I love those books. Mm-hmm. I love that mythology. That was one where I kind of feel like she could have taken another pass at that name. Yeah. It's a little silly. Yeah. A little, a little goofy. I love you, J.K. Rowling. Thanks for following me on Twitter. It's true. Does she? She does, yeah. You don't follow me on Twitter. What? That's and not I lo- true. I love her. Oh, her. Oh, you're talking to, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I you should follow her. Jean Grey. Yeah. And take another stab at Hufflepuff. I think it's just great. Oh, okay. I would say Ravenclaw? Sure. I'm mm-hmm. Ravenclaw. Because like a raven. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> like a raven, I'm smart. I know how to use tools. Like ravens like do, corvids know how to use, they'll make a tool out of a piece of wire to pull something out of something that they need. Pardon? Yeah. Okay, we'll get to that. Yeah. And uh, like, you know, ravens and crows and rooks and so on, mm-hmm. they recognize human they faces. They recognize faces. They have funerals. Yeah. And they hold grudges. They do. Of revenge. They do. Think about waiting it. You know what I hear? When they find a human they don't like, mm-hmm. not only will they at- attack that human, they'll train their children to attack that human. Generational grudges. I feel like I would also be Ravenclaw then. That's right. Okay. Is that it? Did Gene, we do it? We did it. We cleared the docket. We cleared the docket. The docket is clear. And I think that's it. That's and, it. And we talked about cheese. We we debuted a whole bunch of new podcasts. Yeah. You're going to be with me on a on a regular on a litigant reg. podcast coming right up. On a uh, reg app. In a future episode. Mm-hmm. But for now, let me just say how much fun it is to hang around with you as always. I had so much fun. So that's going to be it for another episode of Judge John Hodgman. The show was recorded by Ivan Kuryev. Great name. At Argo Studios in New York City, our producer is Jennifer Marmer. Follow us on Twitter at Gene Greasy and at John Hodgman. We are at Instagram at Judge John Hodgman. Make sure to hashtag your Judge John Hodgman tweets, hashtag JJHO, and check out the Maximum Fun subreddit to discuss this episode. Only upvotes. Submit your cases at MaximumFun.org slash JJHO or email Hodgman at MaximumFun.org. We'll see you next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Please don't sue us, Night Court. Please. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.